Now then, and welcome back to Rare Eddie One Talks podcast. I'm your host, Rare Eddie One, and welcome. Hope you're having a fantastic time. Hope you're having a fantastic day, whatever time of day you're listening to, morning, evening, night, whatever time of day you're listening to. I hope you're having a wonderful and brilliant time. Today is episode 14. Episode 14, it's flown by already. Enjoying these. I, I love doing this. I absolutely love doing this. But tonight's episode, episode 14, we are concentrating on the UFO landing at the Holloman Air Force Base in 1970s. Did it happen or did it not? Let, we'll, we're going to have a look at it and we're going to find out a little bit more and I'm going to give you my thoughts on that case. Um, but like always, I do have a drink on these on these episodes, um, so if you can, if you're able to join me with an alcoholic beverage or a, a beverage of some sort, if you, you you know if you work, obviously fair enough, you know, or if you you're driving, fair enough. I hope you can grab something chilled and have a drink with me, um, because I enjoy hanging out with you guys. I love chatting with you guys and hanging out and having a little drink. And I've had this before. It's from Aldi. Again, not sponsored. Advertising. Wow. Um, but it's Taurus honey flavoured cider. Now I have opened it already. It, you get that little kick of honey, and then the cider takes over, and it's just delicious. And cider. Just very refreshing. But anyway, if you are, before we get into tonight's episode, I just want to maybe plug a little bit of myself. Um, if you are whatever on whatever podcast provider you are listening to, if you could do me the huge favour and, and follow or, or subscribe or whatever it is, uh, I'm pretty sure most of it's follow. And it would help me out if you would leave me a review. It really would. Absolute really would. If you want to get in contact with me on Facebook, Twitter, you know, all my details are in the show notes. If you are watching these on YouTube, on Rumble or Rumble, because I do put them up on YouTube and Rumble, not, not straight away. Um, I leave them maybe a week before I get them up. Um, but I do put them up there. If you want to check me out, if you want to see what, what my this beautiful voice is coming from and you want to check me out obviously you know please do um but yeah you can find me on there and if you would if you would think about subscribing to me that would be awesome on my youtube and, and rumble channels i do concentrate more on pop culture i do do um paranormal and conspiracies and ufos on on my youtube channel as well but i focus mainly on film reviews pop culture news and and all that good stuff so if you are there please think about subscribing to me that would be awesome now let's get into tonight's show or today's show should i say because it's three o'clock in the afternoon i'm having a little cheeky drink um but we're we're gonna get into it and uh, we're going to have a look at the incident of the UFO landing at the Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. And we're going to have a look and we're going to have a little discussion and see what it's all about. In the year 1973, Robert M. Emenegger and Alan Sandler, sorry if I butchered them names, both established and 
influential business people and producers in Los Angeles received an invitation to visit Norton Air Force Base in in California. Their purpose was to discuss a potential project that would involve making a documentary based on some of the research initiatives being explored at the base. The meeting was attended by Paul Shartle, the head of intelligence division, and the commander-in-chief of special investigation division. Along with two invitees throughout the meeting, they deliberated on a range of initiatives, a range of initiatives including that one including one that focused on a UFO. While the specific of the discussion are unknown, it can be inferred that the initiatives involving the UFO was of particular interest to all parties involved. This has made the meeting at Norton Air Force Base in 1973 an intriguing and fascinating historical event that continues to capture the attention of researchers and enthusiasts in the in the present day. A documentary was decided to be made based on some material as it was deemed to be most intriguing and was quickly given approval for development. Several documentaries were filmed at the Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico in 1971. Eventually, Emmenegger and uh, Sandler sorry, I probably butchered them names, were informed about this material. So there is a short video. Um, I've listened to the documentaries and, and gone through these. And they, yes, they are producers. They are out of LA. And could they be, um, could they be adding on to the story for dramatic um, effect? Quite possibly, yes. Uh, but I will continue. In October 1988, Shartle re- revealed to one of the state TV networks that he had seen the 16mm films mentioned ab- above. He described it as follows. Three disc-shaped flying objects appeared, one of which landed. So, when he... Um, when he was talking about them them landing, he said it landed not because it wanted to land it it landed because it needed to land because it was like swaying from side to side, and it looked like there was maybe a problem with the the craft itself, and that's why it decided to land um which was very interesting in the documentary i saw um so I'll, I'll continue. Uh, one which landed while the other two took off in different directions. Finally, a door opened. A door on the landing UFO opened and three creatures emerged, said the witness. As the aliens arrived, it was observed that they were about the same height as a man. So maybe five, maybe in between five to six foot. Um, which would be uh, interesting because 
short greys are obviously short you know and tall you, you get a mix of short greys and tall greys could this be one of one of tover and not sure but i will continue one of them had a visible nose and a unusual gray complexion which was quite dis uh, distinctive they were all dressed in tight fitting uh, coveralls so could these actually be men and maybe this this the face mask they was wearing was some was some advanced uh, mask um for them to use in these these made spaceship uh, that I'll, I'll get to my thoughts at the end of this um and so i'll continue um they were all dressed in tight fitting coveralls i think they were all silver um so could that have added to the grey complexion, maybe? Um, that seemed to be well suited for their body type. The headdress that uh, they wore were quite intriguing as they as it made as they may have been used for communication purposes. The aliens had a, a translator in their hands um, with them which indicated that they were prepared to communicate with the humans. Upon their arrival, they were greeted by the commander of the Holloman Air Force Base and several Air Force commanders. In, yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> These are my notes, but I... I I am I am heavily dyslexic, so please bear with me. I am I am improving. I do see improvements, but I am heavily dyslexic, so please bear with me. Emmenegger was Emmenegger was confident that he would obtain the recording information for the documentary, but little did he know that there was more to this encounter than he had anticipated. Robert was taken to Norton Base in 1971, where he saw the hangar and landing pad where the uh, where the spacecraft had been parked. So that's interesting. I'll I'll get to my thoughts at the end of, of my notes. Um. The sight of the spacecraft left him in awe as he tried to make sense of what he was seeing. He was then taken to structures. He, he was taken to structures on the base, um, numbers 338 and 1382, where he witnessed discussions between the officers and the aliens. Over the next few days, these discussions were in, intense and focused on trying to establish means of communication and understanding between the two groups. The aliens were curious about the humans and the officers were eager to learn more about the aliens. I, I'll, again, I'll, I'll, my thoughts at the end of this. Um, it was truly unique encounter that left lasting impressions on everyone that was involved so a quick little thought i know I, I said i'll leave these to the end but so it says 
I've got it here that it said the humans were eager to learn more about the aliens. Now, were the humans more uh, were more eager to learn about their their technology to advance to advance our technology um, on Earth? I I think that's probably more 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 the case than um, wanting to learn about the aliens themselves. Um. Anyway, I'll, I'll continue. Witness report. Witnesses reported the UFOs landing at approximately approximately 6 a.m. The aliens were described as professional doctors. Interesting. Doctors. Doctors are idiots. With lips that look like slits and no chins. Their eyes had vertical pupils similar to those of a cat. It was only known instance. It was the only known instance of of an Air Force officer of the highest rank having direct contact with extraterrestrials. Robert and Alan were planning a documentary on the events that that happened that day which they hope to expand to include future possibilities. The military promised to provide footage of the landing, but failed to follow through their agreement. Obviously, the the military isn't going to give that shit up. Um, The military fucking went back on the um, the crashed UFO at Roswell. Yeah, they, they said they had a crash uh, flying saucer. Next day later, it was a crashed weather balloon. Whether you believe that or not, I that's up to you. So, Robert was disappointed and confronted Colonel White, uh, George Weinenbergen. Sorry, Robert was disappointed and confronted the Colonel George Winning Brenner at Patterson Air Force Base to find out. So we've got three Air Force bases involved now to find out why the documentary about the UFOs was put on hold. Robert claimed they had a meeting in Wayne Winning Brenner's workplace, so at the base itself, where the Colonel acted strangely. Complaining loudly about the MiG-25s and the necessity of learning everything about them because the Soviets had many things from hid from the USA, uh, from the US. Obviously, you know, both sides were hiding everything from each other because they were they were at war. I know it was, it was a cold war, but they were they were at odds with one another. As they were discussing the jet fighter, so as the as the colonel was um, discussing the jet fighter, the the man reached. As the colonel was discussing or uh, uh, complaining about the jet fighter, he, the colonel then reached for a, a book from one of the nearby shelves and handed it to Robert. The book in question was the UFO Experience by Alan Hynek, the great. Um, Alan Hynek, a renowned astronomer and ufologist, sorry, um, first published in 1972. To add a personal touch, the Colonel signed a book 
why would he sign? I, I don't know why would the Colonel be signing the book. Um, maybe he thinks it might be some um, something to, uh, you know, maybe um, Robert was seeing him signing and he could maybe trust the Colonel a little bit more, but it, it just definitely strange behaviour. Um, the whole situation, the Roberts then went on to say the whole situation felt surreal, like something from a something from a Kafka play. Robert was convinced that the UFO landing depicted in the movie he had just watched was authentic, based on the Colonel's strange behaviour. Well, however, the Colonel was unable to report this fact openly as their as their conversations had been recorded it was a frustrating um, predicament for both of them as the truth about the ufo sighting could not be shared with the wider public i think we're getting to a point where the public um sort of believes in in the wider public anyway sort of believes you you've still got a lot of people out there that do do not believe the documentary ufo past present and future by um by sandler institution films inc was released in 1974 along with a paperback book of the same name Although the alleged secret video was not included, the future section of the book, pages 127 to 129, describe the incident. The photo section includes an illustration of the extraterrestrial ship in the Holloman Air Force Base, which was based on eyewitness accounts. Robert, who later worked for the military, and intelligence agencies for many more years and was involved in other in incidences. The story served as a base for the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 1977. Great fucking film, which had a cameo from the great Alan Hynek, um, who made an appearance in the film. In the video, Mike Farrell and star of MASH interview. So there is a, a couple of interviews what I watched with Robert and Paul. Um, the interview is quite interesting and the evidence captured on cameras is authentic. And the original and authentic and original this was before invention of CGI, so it, it's got to be sort of real. Or could... Well, we say before the the invention of CGI, CGI, we all know the governments have... So, I've talk, I think I've talked about this before, but the military had nuclear-powered drones in the 70s. Now... That sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. Nuclear-powered drones in the 70s. But taking the nuclear part out of it, they had drones in the 70s. When were people starting seeing drones? Maybe at 90s? 
late nineties, two thousands. So that's twenty years, possibly twenty years, maybe thirty years of maybe not knowing about the drones, or or maybe did we know about the drones? You know, early nineties, early early late eighties, early you know. We all know the government, the military especially, have technology and they're so far ahead of, of us that could CGI, CGI had been invented by the military um, for so-called reports and, and, and videos. So, you know, maybe maybe it happened in the past. Maybe they, they bombed something they shouldn't have. So to present to their chiefs in charge that they cgi'd out out a bombing or, or something could that be a possibility it just my random thought there um but i'm gonna i've, I've got the video pulled up i'm not going to play the full video because copyright claims and all that for youtube but it's just the the video of the ufo itself so in the film in the documentary uh let me get the name um past present and future this was left in this was one of the original um documentaries of movies from the uh, military and and it was left in and it doesn't show a lot it just i'm gonna play it and, and sort of explain it is as you see the hills i'm gonna play it without the fucking volume this time so it's basically a orb and it looks like it's slowly slowly coming to earth um it it just looks like it's floating down could it be a balloon of some sort floating down um it could be it it does it's circular so you know could it be an a, a disc shaped ufo or could it be a a blimp or a, a balloon quite possibly but it's floating down and this is in the mountains of said Holloman Air Force Base um, and it, it does look interesting and this apparently was left in the the film in the in the documentary of what I've heard um, through the the interviews and documentaries i've seen and read and this was left in it was one of the guys i think it was i think it was robert but it could have been paul one of them said they was explaining to uh, one of the producers of of the documentary and he, he said we've we've got we've, we've got this um we've got some of the clip from the uh, military and he's and I think it was Robert. He says yes, but there's nothing in it. And he he said, "What do you mean?" And who he was talking to? He said, "What do you mean? There's nothing in it?" And he said, "There's nothing in it in the background. There's nothing in it." And that's where they they look in the background, and this is where this footage comes from. And they, they don't get it landing; they just have it um, floating down. And, and that's all they get. It's just floating down, and and that's it. 
but if you if you are watching i will link i will copy the video and i will link this um it's only a free free 15 uh three minute and 15 second uh little clip but there is a couple more um there's a lot of YouTube videos and, and documentaries. Uh, Holloman Air Force Base, UFO Tape, The Truth. Um, by Rod Serling. Serling. Um, there is a few, but it's just very interesting. If you are a ufologist, or a, you will know about this story. You will know about the... The potential um, craft landing at the Holloman Air Force Base. So, let me get on to my thoughts on this. I think this was a real um, encounter. I think the military were trying to to maybe think out. I think the generals were maybe thinking out of the box, thinking if we have this documentary filmed, we can maybe show it to to other forces and maybe maybe get get out there and this is what you you do when you when you get in contact with yeah aliens from an, uh, another world but when they they started to realize it oh, fuck we fucked up somehow we fucked this up and they they um held on to a lot of the material a lot of the footage but I think general, uh, I think the generals and colonels were thinking outside the box. Um, maybe if we we film this documentary, we could show it to our superiors, or you know, we could show it to the next generation, some something like that. But I think it's a real case. I think it's a real. Maybe maybe the video is false, and maybe that one what I've just shown is false. Maybe that is just a balloon floating down. But I'm. <laughs> I generally don't take Hollywood people fucking serious, but these these are in the seventies and eighties, so maybe they were, you know, being genuine and uh, trying to get the the truth out there. And 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 it was if it was a movie, then fair enough. But it, they were documentaries, so why would you want a false a documentary? Why? Yes, I know there's people out there that want to false and and. So they get clicks, but this was way before clicks in in viral videos. This was way before that, so um, it's it's just interesting in that way. I but I still believe it was a real case, and I still believe that they the the military met some aliens, some aliens in silver suits. Would could they have been great? Yeah. Alien autopsy. Um, human size. That that's that sort of that sort of bothers me a little bit. Um, so could it be a case of humans had this technology, had the UFOs? and to and they created some special suits so humans could actually fly the the, the ufo um that's a possibility because who knows what's the the ufo could have um could be made of something 
some sort of material that's you know harmful to humans and this is where they get the special suits and the masks with a little slit in the mouth maybe you know or, or could this genuinely be an alien with you know a, a, a fancy head headdress on which is like and they did have translators in their hands um so is this where we got the inspiration for like um uh you know the little ipod or little you know mobile phones you know i think we was always always going that way but that's just a little thought i you know so that's my thoughts i think this was an actual case i think this actually happened I've looked everywhere. Where? Everywhere. I've looked everywhere, and and it still seems very compelling to me that this actually happened. Again, could this be UFO with actual aliens, or could this be UFO that we've we've captured or um, dug up, and we've finally got it working, and the three aliens were actually us in suits? Um, but I think this was a real case and they had filmed real events and the military kept hold of it um let me know your thoughts i would be interested to know your thoughts on this um case do you think it do you think it's aliens do you think it's a ufo do you think it's do you think it's just a hot air balloon just floating down or do you think it was these LA producers, you know, falsely uh, putting claims out and, you know, getting trying to get their sensationalised their documentaries and trying to get them picked up by everywhere? Do you think that could be the case? Uh, again, I I believe this was an actual case and it actually happened. Um, but if you want to try and prove me, you know, it, it was false, then go ahead because um, I am open to it. Um, but until that, until that day, I'm going to believe this was, this actually happened. Now, I think this was quite a short one. So I'm going to continue my, uh, watch Mojo's top 10 of Reddit conspiracies that might actually be true. Now I started this and I was saying this was my dirty slash naughty conspiracies where, which it wasn't. It's just a, basically a, it, it just, when I was searching dirty slash night conspiracies, dirty was in the first, um, in the first, um, in the first one. And so that's where it, it came up. But, so I continue and number two, pockets versus purses. The pocket on most clothing market marketed towards women suck. They're usually too small to hold anything bigger than a toothpick. And whenever there is a piece of clothing with good pockets, it's exciting. So why doesn't the fashion industry make bigger or better pockets for women, women's clothes? If the demand is there, one Reddit theory, if the demand is there, one Reddit theory suggests that the fashion companies are 
purposely keeping these pockets useless to sell more purses. After all, you don't see a lot of purses made for men and they seem to be doing just fine. So if people who wear women's clothes didn't need purses anymore, surely purses purse sales would plummet, right? That's quite a boring uh, conspiracy, to be honest with you. Pockets versus purses. How many times do you see women wanting to go out with a purse? Wanting to accessorise with, with a purse? It, I... I think that's just a just a crap conspiracy, really. I don't think there's much into that. You know, but jean women can wear fucking men's jeans, you know, and and men's trackies, which have great pockets. But I see a lot of women just fucking you know wanting to, especially if they're going out. A lot of women will want to accessorise and have a purse, a fashionable purse, you know, maybe named it, maybe have Kelvin Klein or you know whatever whatever name and i think it's i don't think there's nothing in that one i sorry watch mojo um the beautiful rebecca brown there's nothing in that one um so but anyway but anyway that's episode 14 i've had a blast hanging out with you guys um i hope you've enjoyed this episode please please leave me a review please um follow me on whatever podcast provider you are listening to please that would help me out so much um if you if you are watching these please give me a like and uh, think about subscribing to me that would be awesome um i am thinking of doing a podcast which um which will be mainly uh, pop culture and pop culture news and and trailer news i am thinking of putting one of them out as well um maybe not weekly but maybe every other every other week i'm thinking of, of doing that let me know your thoughts let me know your thoughts on this case um the ufo landing at the holloman air force base let me know i would love to hear your thoughts on that i hope you enjoyed it i hope you had was able to have a drink with me and, and enjoy hanging out with me because i fucking had a blast hanging out with you guys absolute awesome time if you didn't like this video i thank you anyway for for listening and i hope i can change your mind this has been rarity one talks podcast i've been your host rare eddie one stay naughty stay rude but more importantly stay fucking filthy i will see you next time peace <laughs>